Welcome to the Shed the Shame podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Whitens, online fitness, nutrition, and mindset coach, personal trainer, entrepreneur, and personal growth advocate. My mission is to help moms shed the shame and guilt around taking time for their own health and wellness so that they can be better for their families and live a guilt-free, happy life. If you are a mom that's looking for inspiration on how to start trusting yourself, how to begin breaking the societal norms of being a successful mom, and start creating the healthy and happy life you've always dreamed of, then this podcast is for you. Let's dive right in and shed the shame. stoked over this one because it's something I've personally been working on for some time now and I also dive into this topic with my clients and what that is is the process of healing. Healing from past pain or trauma is a key element in living a happy and healthy life but there are some hurdles to expect which is what we're going to talk about today. Um, Because when you're going through the healing process, there are important things to remember. And the one most important thing is that everyone heals in their own way, and your journey to healing should be a priority no matter what. No matter what other people think, no matter what other people might say to you or about you, if you need to heal from trauma and pain, and most of us do, You need to do so with the confidence that what others have to say about how you go about it is really none of their business, and they likely have some healing that they need to work on. Healing is about you. It's about your life, your story, your journey to becoming your best and living your best life. So how do you know if you even need to heal? The first thing to do to tackle that question is to figure out if you've experienced trauma. Now, for me, um, I didn't realize that I had experienced trauma uh, for a while, but there are some signs that you have experienced trauma. But if you don't experience any of these things, I'll go over them in a second here, it doesn't mean that you haven't had trauma in your life. So, Some of the effects of trauma on the body, and I got this from um, the holistic psychologist on Instagram. You should give her a follow. There's brilliant things that I share from her on my Instagram almost every single day. But some of the effects of trauma on the human body include increased inflammation, lack of emotional resilience, hypervigilance to mean faces, Inability to form connection, poor immune response, inability to concentrate, and a feeling of a lack of belonging. But like I said, if you don't, if none of those resonate with you, it doesn't mean that you've never experienced trauma in your life. But here's the thing: trauma doesn't have to be some major catastrophic event. I think a lot of us think of of past trauma as um, something that has to be this like really big deal, you know, like a soldier in war experiencing 
um, you know, death and pain and, and all the horrors that come with war. It doesn't have to be that dramatic. Anything that has majorly impacted your emotional well-being can be trauma for you. And this is different for everybody. For example, the death of your grandmother may not have been traumatic for you, but it may have been traumatic for your mother. You may not even know that you have trauma from the past that has been affecting your emotional well-being. So if you were brought up anything like I was, I was taught to be strong and tough, which are great qualities. However, I was also taught not to show emotions, uh, that crying is a weakness, and um, if we're experiencing pain, we need to put on a strong face and, and get through it and not show others that we are feeling vulnerable. A lot of times this means not talking to people, shutting down, keeping secrets, and hiding things that inside are eating us alive and causing us a lot of grief. But in reality, they've been tearing us down piece by piece, moment by moment, year by year. This can go on for a long, long time. And this can be especially difficult when you're from a very small town where everybody knows everybody and thinks they know everybody's business. And it's very scary to share your pain and your hurt because of how people will look at you and how you represent your family. And a lot of times other people will take this personally as an attack on them and their family. So personally for me, I've become aware of how my past trauma has really affected me in the last 20 years or so. For the longest time, I really had no idea how my traumatic past experiences had affected me and my emotional well-being and mental health. And it, it really took its toll for so long. And I wasn't aware until I became uh, depressed and had no energy and was experiencing some of the things that I had described earlier, like increased inflammation and a lack of feeling of belonging and an inability to concentrate, for example. And as I dug deeper into myself and my healing, I realized that I had never really gotten over the trauma that I had experienced years before. And it was showing up in my daily life and really affecting how I was living and and my journey in becoming healthy and happy. It was affecting my happiness and my overall attitude about life and living life to its fullest. But one thing that I can absolutely tell you with confidence is that healing is totally essential to your health and wellness inside and out and your ability to be truly happy in life. A couple of suggestions that I have is if you are someone who understands that you have healing that you should work on, but you don't know exactly where to start, uh, my first suggestion would be to reach out to a professional to help you. If you're, if you're more comfortable reaching out to someone else first, a trusted individual that that's an excellent first step also. Um, if Heck, if you want to reach out to me, you can totally reach out to me and we can figure out a game plan for you. If you don't have access to a professional, um, like I said, find someone you can trust or even um, someone who's a neutral party that you can, that you can speak to and that uh, will effectively listen to you. I also highly, highly recommend 
rituals that are good for your mind and body and soul. Examples would be following a healthy, nutrient-dense diet. Meditation is a great way to help you heal. Journaling is another form of healing, so you can get some of those things out and on paper and express some of those feelings that you've had trapped for so long. Exercising, spending time with yourself, so you can better learn and understand yourself. You definitely need to be honest and open about who you are to yourself in order to heal. A lot of us get in that habit and pattern of masking all of those feelings, and with that comes the development of coping mechanisms to cope with those painful feelings and that trauma. And we get in these habits that aren't exactly healthy, but they push those feelings down so we don't have to deal with them because it's hard to do and it hurts, but it's necessary if you truly want to be happy in life. I really believe that all those things that I just listed put me on the fast track to healing because I was taking care of my body and it was telling me that I care about me and I cared about myself enough to take care of me. And when you do that with the physical aspects of your life, like, you know, when you are exercising and and eating healthy foods, you're telling yourself, I care about you. I care about your health and your wellness. And when you get in the habit of doing that with your body, it's easier to start doing that with the emotional and mental aspects of your life as well. And not everyone's healing journey is going to look the same. My journey looks a lot different from others and some of the other ways that I've been healing my trauma. It just depends on uh, definitely who you are, what you need, and what your trauma has been and how it has affected you. There are a couple of very, very important things that I would really like to nail regarding your healing process. If there's anything you get out of this podcast today, I would hope that this would be the main point um, and hopefully I drive it home effectively. First things first, your healing is for no one but you. Let me say that again. Your healing is for no one but you. It may affect those around you But that is some extra stuff that you don't need to focus on because in the end, it will positively affect those who care about you the most, which is great. But your healing is for you. Whatever you need to do to heal should be your priority. Now, this can be extremely difficult because it might mean that you need to eliminate some people and some environments from your life that cause a lot of pushback and negativity when you start healing. Because when you start healing, you start behaving differently and people don't expect that. And people don't like change. They don't like you to be different from who they have you labeled as. Like their thought of who you are is based on your actions and their thoughts and feelings about your actions. And if you start changing those things, it goes against what they think about you and who they think you are. And a lot of times 
people don't like that whatsoever. So like for me, if, um, if you grew up in a small town like I did, that can cause some real tension and some extremely negative reactions from others. The upside and downside to this, it's kind of a double-edged sword, is that you'll find out pretty quickly who's in your corner, who has your back, and who doesn't. But try not to take that personally, which is really hard, and just focus on your healing. Some of those people who don't support you, they might come around later on. Um, You just have to, you know, focus on the big picture. But don't worry about, about that. Just worry about what's best for you. Letting go of the people that aren't helpful in your journey is probably part of your healing anyway. If there are people who are giving you grief and who aren't supportive, then it's very likely that those people are part of the pain anyway, and you need to be separated from that in order to heal. It makes it easier also to understand that if someone has an issue with how you're healing with your pain, then they likely also have pain that they need to heal themselves. And hopefully by watching you, they can learn how to do that over time instead of holding on to that pain and trauma and projecting it onto others. Keep your healing at the forefront and treat yourself with care and kindness. If you were working on helping one of your children, you would do anything for them no matter what, right? So treat yourself the same way. You are deserving and worthy of healing just like everyone else in this world. Don't allow the negativity and pessimism of others to bring you down and interrupt your journey because that's just it. It's your journey. It's your story. It's your path to feeling. It's nobody else's. If someone gets bent out of shape over what you are doing to become better and be happier, then they have healing to do themselves. Another thing to consider is to be very aware of who your allies are and make sure they have your back and are in your corner. Sometimes having your your close your close friends and and um, that very tight knit community and small number of people that have your back not sometimes but it's very important all the time that they understand what you're going through. I mean, they might not understand obviously the details of of what you're doing, but if they love you and care about you and want you to be happy then they would understand that their support is going to mean the world to you. But sometimes your friends and family aren't the best allies because they're at the center of your past trauma or they think they know you or they think they know your situation because they've you know seen you grow up and, and all of that stuff and there's all these norms in their life And so, like I said before, when you start behaving differently, they just don't get it. It doesn't fit their, you know, all their puzzle pieces of how life is supposed to look and supposed to be don't fit quite right when you being in their puzzle, your 
your puzzle piece starts changing. It doesn't fit in anymore. And that can be intimidating to other people. So they just don't get it, but that's okay. There are those few people who are loving no matter what and care about you and your future. And you need to rely on those people to help get you through the healing process. I mean, this could be, you know, friends or relatives or, um, or your partner, anyone who will love you through it all and help get you through the healing process is important to have in your corner. The main reason is because it's messy. Healing is messy. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that it's all roses and sunshine and rainbows. Going through the healing process can be an ugly, painful, and messy ordeal. That's why you need that that team behind you to love you and, and, and be in your corner no matter what. It's so worth it to go through this process. Like it, it, it's painful, but you know, it's kind of like childbirth really. It's painful and difficult, but once you get that baby in your arms, that feeling is like no other. And the same is true with your healing process. So there really should be no shame in your healing journey. In fact, the whole point of healing is so you can release shame and guilt, right? So you can be happier. It's imperative that you work at not adding even more shame to this process. Focus on letting go of trying to control the pain and just allow yourself to feel it. That's the only way it's going to release. Trust me, I know this from firsthand experience. You have to feel in order to heal. Let your main focus be releasing the worry and the shame and the pain. It's easier said than done and it's a lot of work and It takes your utter dedication to the cause. You can't just half-ass it when you want to heal. You need to be all in and trust the process no matter what pain it causes or who gets bent out of shape over it or, or even how long it takes. And, you know, really, you're going to go over this healing pattern numerous times because chances are that you have multiple things that require healing. So this process will will come in quite handy for you to get through some of that past trauma. And you'll likely experience trauma again in your life. So knowing this process and trusting the process will help you heal in, in a healthy way. And you have to be all in and trust the process. And remember that, you know, if there are people who aren't on board with your healing and if it causes pain to them, you have to remember that their pain isn't more important than your pain. You're worthy of healing and being happy and experiencing freedom from the trauma that you've been carrying around. The process is the goal here. So you have the tools to overcome any kind of pain in the future. And so you know what to do with your pain and you can build a habit of healing automatically and then teach that to your children and loved ones because they are watching you and they need these tools and techniques as well so they 
can shed the shame. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Shed the Shame. If you liked what you heard today, I'd love if you subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please share it with anyone that you think it would resonate with. If you feel so inspired to, please leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode on Facebook or Instagram. I greatly, greatly appreciate your love and support. 